Welcome, Spartan fans. You are now listening to Spartan Dogs Podcast. I am your host, West Coast Rail. And on the other line is my co-host, my my guy, P.I.J. Manigo. Hey, How hey. Doing, sir? How are you I'm doing, I'm doing sir? good. I'm doing good. Ready for another show. Ready to get it going. Excited for the yeah. year coming up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely excited. Uh, so tell the people what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Definitely. So this show, we're going to be picking off, picking up, I'm sorry, kind of right where we left off last week. With the year coming up, we're going to really focus on positions. Kind of got a little scrambled around in the first episode, but that's all right. So we're going to focus on the offense today yep. and really each position of that and pretty much the bottom line and what we think is going to happen realistically and things like that. So we're going to roll right into it. Um, first things first here. Um getting right into it we mentioned qbs being a big focus the last show we mentioned um how the competition is probably between three guys theo day um rocky lombardi and then peyton thorne more so between two guys i would say but um we don't know the details of what what they're seeing honestly i mean we haven't seen a spring game or anything like that so um qb first just starting that off what do you think um it's going to be the situation with Rocky. I mean, Rocky's obviously based off the advertisements, all the posters, everything along the lines. It's kind of hinting that Lombardi's going to get the shot. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen with him in his first, you know, opportunity? You think, how do you think that's going to go? Um, um, tell Spartan fans to uh, get your popcorn ready. It's going to be <laughs> a show. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I do not know how Rocky Lombardi is going to do. Uh, he is the biggest mystery yeah. to all Spartan fans. Um, to be honest with you, hmm, I hope that Rocky can prove us all wrong and just flat out ball. Yeah. Uh, that's what I hope for. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what all Spartan fans hope for. Um, right, right. Uh, like I said, I will not... Well, I... How can I put this? I will judge the Rutgers game uh, just more so for accuracy. <clears throat> right, right. Because the the, um, the offense is not going to be – we're not going to show all of our stuff week one and then have Michigan week two, and they know what we're going to do. So the offense will be vanilla the first uh, the first game versus Rutgers. So I'm just – I know it's going to be a lot of runs, uh, play action passes, and we'll, we'll see. I'm, I know there's going to be – one read. That's what I want to know. Can Rocky Lombardi read past his first uh, initial target? Can he mm-hmm. see the second and third guy? That's what's going to, uh, you know, determine whether he can be successful in this offense or not. Uh, one reads are not going to do it. So we definitely have to see if Rocky Lombardi can, uh, you know, do that for sure. Right. And for me, you know, Obviously, like we were saying, he's going to get the chance. And for me, just on the other side of it, playing devil's advocate for him, I think the one benefit he has is his leadership. Um, I think, in a sense, now everyone's going to, you know, don't kill me here. I think he could be a watered-down Tim Tebow. And I think based off of he's not accurate, he's proving he's not accurate, and I think Mm -hmm. that Michigan State has fast receivers for him, so it's going to create easier throws because they can create space. I think if our receivers can create space, give him easier throws across the middle maybe, let him get in rhythm, it can benefit him. Maybe we can benefit off the run. We have Elijah Collins, so maybe they can get the ball so much more so out of his hands and put it in the running back's hands to only require him to make the basic throws. Um, 
like again, we don't know what this guy can do. Maybe he's updated his arm. I see that he's been working hard, so maybe he's changed something. But yeah, pretty much the situation on Lombardi for sure. I mean, it's pretty much just a roll the dice and we'll see. We'll see oh, with yeah. the Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, yep, that's that, pretty much what it is. That is um, it. So uh, on that note, uh, you mentioned Elijah Collins, and let's talk about the running backs. Right. Who do you like at running back? Who do you see in uh, positions one, two, and three in the running back position? So for me, it's for sure going to come down. It's not with Collins and Hay. It's going to be the Collins Hayward show. And I think with the new offense, it might benefit Hayward a lot more. I don't think we used him right in situations. And I also think some situations he wasn't really performing right. When it came down to third and one, he got stuffed. A little frustrating. But I'm curious to see if MSU uses some of the speed backs in specific formations. Guys like Anthony Williams and Simmons, um, I think they could be used in formations and speed packages, possibly. I don't know how fast Anthony Williams actually is, though. Like, we talked about this earlier. I think his speed's a mirage. It looks like he runs like a 4 or 5 at best. And my question is, is his speed Big Ten speed level, though? Like, is it enough to keep him, keep giving him looks? Because with Simmons on the bench, I think that might push him down further. So um, I think it's going to come down to Simmons, Collins, and Hayward for sure. I agree. I think that Collins will get the start. I think uh, Mel Tucker's offense um, will definitely help Elijah Collins and Jordan Simmons. Connor Hayward is a different type of back. I like it. He is the uh, the thunder of it all. You know, he's the big third down and one back. He is that type of uh, impact guy. Uh, I think that you have to basically have a single back or even have a full back, which we don't have on the roster, but single back formation, two tight ends, like D'Antonio, you know, usual style is two tight ends, one back, right mm. up the middle. I believe Connor Hayward flourished his first year at Michigan State in that type of offense. So if Mel Tucker can understand that and get Connor Hayward that type of a look, it will help benefit him and the team. I yeah. Other than that, other than Elijah Collins and Connor Hayward, I like Jordan Simmons. I like his speed. I like his quickness. I like the fact that he does not. The one man is not going to get to Jordan Simmons. I think he has the potential to be the next big time Michigan State running back star. Mark my words on that. I'm going to see about that in the next two three years for sure. But. If Jordan Simmons can get on the field and just show his athleticism, everything would be just fine. Right, right. And again, I don't, I don't know if Anthony Williams is going to make the cut. I feel like that was kind of forced, but you know, we'll we'll figure that out. But I think it's going to come down to two guys for sure, and then the third guy is going to be a speed package. And I think Simmons is going to beat him out. So, speak rolling into our next position is going to be wide receivers and mm-hmm. speed. Like I was just saying, is a huge conversation. And I think this is a more exciting position. I think that's going to help the quarterback in particular look a lot better. Um, so who – I have my guys, but I want to hear, curiously, who are you predicting to be the, the main contributors for the offense, um, uh, receiver-wise? Well, the number one guy for me is Jalen Naylor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speed back. Out of right here in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, that's exactly the guy that I thought – you know, was was the man. I, you know, was crushed when he got hurt, and it hindered his uh, his development because he was developing very well in the offense that D'Antonio had. 
with this being a different offense, I think he's still going to get a great look. I think he's one of our speed backs that I I just I was just so happy to get. Well, uh, coming out of uh, I forgot Bishop Gorman. Yeah, coming out of Bishop Gorman, he is a straight out speedster. I just I, I like everything about him. My other guy is Jaden Reed, the transfer out of Western Michigan. I believe he is going to be a flat out stud. And something Ball, that Michigan yeah. State, Michigan State has not had a dog like that in a in a while. A raw dog. That dude is raw. He's he working with Antonio Brown. Yeah, that dude's a killer. And my third guy uh is Trayvon Morgan. Yes, the sir. Six, that's mine. The 6'6 uh-huh. six, six red zone guy. Uh kind of like Felton Davis the third. In that frame. I'm just uh built speed. for destruction. Speed, I don't know about, but I know that catch radius is is is, is going to be fantastic in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, watch out for Trayvon Morgan as well. Yeah, and uh, my guys are. I mean, I agree with the Morgan, Naylor, Reed. I think those are going to be the big three. And I like I like Mosley a lot. I think if Mosley, I mean Mosley balled out last year. I think um, he just he needs to put on more weight though. I think I mean, but he's he's a baller. I, I like Mosley too. But my guy is Ricky White. I think Ricky White's going to be a guy that rotates in a lot. I think his, his tape, he was fast. He was a quick guy. And a lot of Michigan State scouts and players were saying he should be a four-star. Yeah. A lot of guys were saying, you know, he, he produced so much and did so well in college. that he should have Not college, high school, that he should have been a lot higher. He's from the South. Yep. I love I love South players. I think a three-star player from the South is a lot different than a three-star player from Indiana. I think there's yep. just a huge, just a talent gap. So I like him. I also like uh, Stewart. Ian Stewart. He's six foot three. Reminds me a lot of Cody White. I think they're honestly very, very familiar. Same yep, speed. Yep. Handsy. Just tall. Not really fast. Not gonna kill you with speed, but they're handsy. I think he'll be a good rotation. And then we have another guy I like, which is Lockett. I think Lockett is a lot like Simmons, just that receiver. He's talented with the ball. He's fast. Supposed to go to Minnesota. Just a quick guy, really good. I like Monterey Foster, and then we have Larice Nelson, who's another yep. speed guy, who I think might benefit in a new offense that is gonna let them fly, let them do their thing. So yep. I think, yeah, I think I think that's gonna be exciting to watch. I think we have talent and a new wide receivers coach that's gonna get them excited, get them momentum, get them, you know, wanting to go out there and ball. I think, yes. I think we have a good group of guys on that. Yes. Shout out to Courtney Hawkins out of Flint, Michigan. Flint Beecher, head coach there. Now, wide receivers coach, former Michigan State player, former NFL uh, player as well. So the fact that, you know, he can bring that NFL knowledge to the wide receivers group is tremendous for us. Uh, I really expect great things from uh from Courtney Hawkins and the other wide receivers, I think it's one of our strengths on the yeah. offensive side of the ball. Uh, we just, like I said, it's going to all depend on the quarterback. Yeah. And if he can get the ball to these guys and just let them work, we will have a winning record at the end of the year. Yep. And then to our next position, I'm going to save the best one for last, but sure. our tight end, um, our tight end, I, I see. I like Trenton Gillinson. I, I like what he did towards the end of the year. I like him yes. a lot. Love He's it. from my hometown, Columbus, Pickerington. Okay. Um, great school, brings out a lot of studs. I like him. 
he had a great end to the year. He looked a lot more consistent than Dotson. A lot, yeah. I can trust him a lot more than Dotson. But my thing is, Dotson is talented. He was a high recruit. Yeah, played. I'm pretty sure he played in the USA game. Like I'm pretty sure he was a pretty good recruit. So it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was a system. Maybe he lost confidence. And maybe with the new coaching staff, a new tight ends coach, new, you know, new philosophies. Maybe he can actually shine. I think if they both can can like produce, that's going to be a nice tandem to have. You know, Dotson, who's experienced, and Gillinson, who's already produced, that's going to be great to see. So, I mean, I don't know if you, you know, feel a certain way about any of the tight ends or who you would like more, but... Like you said, I like the way uh, Gillison actually performed at the end of the season. He looked better than Matt Dotson. So, I, like you said, Matt Dotson is a high you know, high recruit, uh, four-star guy. Like you said, played in the uh, USA game, the All-American game. Uh, and... I hope that, you know, that talent is not wasted. I, you know, like I said, I think that both of them can get on the field. And I think they both can produce. I already know Matt Dyson. Before Trent Gillison got there, Matt Dyson was a stud. This, he was just young. He was just a puppy. He just got in. So uh, we needed, you know, some time for him to build his body up. And he did that. I think that he can perform. I think Trent Gillison can perform. Just as long as we can get something, uh, something, a, a few touchdowns out of the tight end position, we're fine. Most of the most of the time, though, the tight ends are going to be asked to block. Now, I think I prefer Matt Dodson's blocking over Trent Gillis's blocking. Yeah. For now. Yeah. So, with that being said, I think Matt can stay on the field for a little bit longer. So, I think he, his potential is a little bit more than Trent's at the moment. But I like Trent's. Uh, athleticism at the tight end position now just um rolling over to our next position though um what do you think about the offensive line because i know we can go over the name the wave there's a there's a wave of names and stuff we can say there's a lot of names you can say and for me i'll just simplify it like this i hope for the sake of michigan state that i see new names in the starting lineup because for me i'll be concerned if i see the same kind of names not some names like there's some names like Reed Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a little 50-50 on Campbell and a few other guys who I think deserve to have that spot but then there's guys who have never really played for Michigan State who are sizey and just big that I hope that Chris K can kind of see and put in so you know who are your guys that you want to see oh man my number one guy that I want to see is Devontae Dobbs our only five-star recruit from last year. Yeah. The last, the last, the last thing that D'Antonio blessed us with, I believe. I want to see him play. I'm not wasting. Michigan State cannot afford to waste five stars. I'm sorry to say that I we're not that good. We're not Alabama level to where we can just start red certain five stars and just wait on them to develop. Right. We need to put them in. ASAP. So Devontae Dobbs has to play. I don't care. I, to be honest with you, I don't care about no one else. Devontae Dobbs has to play just because I don't want other recruits, other big time recruits, to think that you could be a five star and you'll still sit the bench. That's not the that's not what Michigan State 
needs to, you know, put out there in the universe. Yeah. We, we need people to come in, especially the top talent, to come in and say, hey, you can start over this guy, period. Right, you can play. You can play, and you can see, I think Mel Tucker uh, will understand that, and I'm praying that he does play Devontae Dobbs because Michigan State needs Devontae Dobbs to be out there on that field. That's for sure. I think that's good for the Michigan recruiting, too. If Devontae Dobbs can go out there, start, produce at a high level, a lot of these Michigan guys are going to start being like, you know, Michigan State might be the new wave. They have a they have a coach with charisma. You know, that rolls me into the, our kind of our rollout conversation here. I think what we do now really will impact the Michigan recruiting and everything else that rolls down. So far, like I said in the last podcast, um, Mel Tucker's checked the boxes so far for me. When I saw, when I asked for a new head coach, my thing I wanted was a coach that had NFL experience and that could evaluate talent and be like, this guy's NFL good, let's recruit him. I also wanted a guy who was a good recruiter and a proven recruiter. And I wanted someone who could bring in a staff because I feel like just a good coach isn't enough. Your staff matters. You saw it with LSU. You've seen it with everybody else, Ohio State. They stole Oklahoma's offensive coordinator like it was nothing. And, you know, they just dominated ever since with them. So I think your staff makes you who you are. He got a pretty good staff. Jay Johnson, so-and-so and so-and-so. We all know the names. That is what, for me, got me excited. I think Michigan State fans, again, have to understand that this is not the Michigan State coaching staff. Warner, there's no more Jim Bowman. There's no more Mark Stayton. There's no more D'Antonio. Great coach, D'Antonio. Thank you. There's no more D'Antonio. There's no more whoever the receivers coach was. Uh, uh, man, um, Treadwell. There's no yep. more Treadwell. We have real guys in there that are going to evaluate the talent. that are going to attack differently and do things differently. They're one, they want to win now. I don't know how it's going to go, but, you know, that's my thing. Like, I'm excited to see what Mel Tucker does. I think we have a good guy here. I think he came from the NFL, from the um, Saban tree, coached at Georgia, seen two college football playoffs, been there, seen good guys. I don't know. I think this is good for Michigan State, really good. We have old guys who have been in the system. We're not that young. I think we're, I think we're, we're ready to at least go 500. I don't know, you know. I, I I expect more than that. Like like we've talked about before, we know we better win that Rutgers game. That, 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 is, <laughs> that is basic basic number one. We beat Rutgers. Step number two. Pray to, I like like I hope. I know that's gonna be a big game. It doesn't matter who who thinks otherwise this is going to be the game of the week for sure possibly the game of the year it is to make it a break i think it is our super bowl that's how we should definitely come out for michigan state first year with mel tucker i definitely want to see what he does to michigan like just we want him to run up the score like ohio state's going to run up the score on michigan next year so uh with that being said, Mel Tucker, I know is going to be a fantastic coach. He's already proven to, you know, be a slightly better recruiter than Mark D'Antonio. I know he knows how to go after the guys from the South. We both like those guys from the South, especially on the offensive side of the ball. We'll get into the defensive side of the ball at a later podcast. But definitely, yeah. the offense is definitely going to be a strong point. It used to be our weakest point for a lot for a long time. 
Yeah. And just with coaching changes, it already got it's gotten better. That's what it gets me excited. And like you said, we love the South. I think, and I think that's what schools like Ohio State, that's what put them over the hump is that they went down to the South. I think Urban Meyer, that was a big thing that he, that he hemmed on. He went down South. He got raw players from the South. And that's what evolved Ohio State so much more better than everyone else in the Big Ten. And then Penn State started going down South and controlling. Honestly, Penn State was trying to control Michigan and Ohio for a while until... Until Ryan Day came back and said, no, we're taking Ohio. Like, the best players in Ohio are coming to Ohio State, no questions asked. So, I mean, that's been refocused. But, I mean, so I think Michigan State's doing their thing getting around. Like you said, um, our next show is going to be about defense, which for me, I am very excited to talk about. Very excited to talk about. I think that's going to be just a powerhouse in the next few years. I think next year it's going to be pretty good still. I'm very excited to talk about that. And then next show, we're going to be talking about some basketball, too. Oh, yeah. So, definitely we're, we're, oh, yeah, definitely. Really, basketball is going to be another exciting thing. That's We all know Michigan State basketball is the best time of the year. Yeah. But we want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Spartan Dogs podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Definitely give us advice. Give us tips on things you want to hear about or even just join the show and debate with us and talk about what you think and what you want to see from Michigan State. We appreciate you guys tuning into our show. Yes. Thank you so much. Check out our Twitter, Spartan Dogs Podcast at Twitter. Uh, we're definitely keeping up with everybody, everybody's comments. We're definitely uh, reposting. We're sharing everything from Michigan State. We are definitely invested in this for life. Definitely. And we, once again, we appreciate you guys joining us on this journey. And you guys have a great rest of your week. Go yes. Spartan. Go Spartan. Go green. Go white. <laughs>